Welcome to Disruptive CEO Nation, where company founders, entrepreneurs, and cutting-edge thinkers drop in from around the globe to share startup stories, insider insights, and hard-earned success lessons. Now, here's your host, a woman who mastered business by placing heels on the ground all over the world, having worked with and coached CEOs and senior leaders from over 90 countries, and who wants you to build your best business future, Allison K. Summers. Hey, we are so happy to have you with us today. It is time for one of my absolute favorite conversations, and that is how you can utilize marketing and digital strategies to grow your business. And we have the perfect guest and expert who's going to share wisdom with us today, and that is Daniel James. We are heading to Los Angeles to speak with him. He is the founder and CEO of Mint Performance Marketing. Daniel, welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Alison. Uh, really appreciate you having me on. Looking forward to chatting. Hey, I know you have this really great background, and I'm actually going to kind of laugh because reading your your bio, um, I know that you started in digital strategy in the way back um, with MySpace and, and AOL, and the world has changed so much, and it keeps changing, I think, every time um, we blink. But tell our listeners the wonderful things that you do in the world today. Um, yeah, MySpace. You can you can tell the age of people by whether they remember <laughs> MySpace or not, which is <laughs> always makes me feel a little bit old with um with the with the amount of youth in in my industry. But um, currently, um, as you mentioned, CEO and founder of Mint Performance Marketing, we've been going for about three and a half years. We're a full service growth marketing agency. We work with e commerce brands across everything from creative influencer marketing paid advertising on social and Google, as well as email, SMS, and website development. So we're kind of a one-stop shop for um, brands looking to partner with a real growth-minded team to get them from where they are to, to where they want to be using all the different strategies and tactics available to us in, in digital and social. Yeah, and, and Daniel, I don't throw that out to be, although I, I was kind of laughing, but I think it's that you have such solid and wonderful experience and still, you know, on the leading edge. I know that is what your firm prides themselves in, in doing. So you've had great growth. We'll come back and talk about the operational aspect of your, or your company and who you all are, but let's just hop into some wisdom for our listeners and some things that maybe they can garner to help their own businesses and accelerated growth. I, I like to talk, there's a lot of misinformation in this space of what you should or should not do in social media marketing or where you should go. I know it depends on the brand and the product, but what are some of the things that are hot on the minds of your clients today? Yeah, I think, um, and for most brands in general, but especially as we look at the year ahead and you think of those macroeconomic challenges and all of that being factored in, but uh, true of any brand is a real focus on customer experience and, and customer retention. So there's so much in my industry, which is around scale and ads and scaling ads and customer acquisition. And that's a huge part of a, of a business and of growing a brand. I'd say that there needs to be equal emphasis on, are you retaining those customers? Are you increasing lifetime value? So that's one of the reasons why we structured Mint to be a full service agency. So we can balance 
acquisition and retention because that to us is scalable and sustainable growth right if you're only ever Mm -hmm. scaling the front end of the business but you're not paying attention to the retention it's it's a race to the bottom um so i think like for any business and brand and, and i say again more so in a year where profitability is going to be even more important than ever there's less money coming into into the the world potentially um making sure that you have a real solid foundation um, around your business and brand and you're really paying attention to the customer experience and retention, I think is something every brand should be thinking about. I, I have to say, I like to tell my listeners um, to head over to the website. So it's mint-performancemarketing.com. That's correct. You all are straightforward. There's no, there's not a lot of fluff on your your website. <laughs> this is what we do. And then you've got this lovely suite of client testimonials. I want to ask you, when brands come to you, is there any commonality that you see in what they're doing wrong? Yes, I'd say we have similar conversations with brands in terms of maybe not what they're doing wrong, but whether they're missing on the mm-hmm. potential. Um, and I think where the, where the digital and social ecosystem has evolved to is, um, you know, there's less data. We know about the iOS 14 um, it, it's harder to track attribution. So a, a large part of it is actually having the ecosystem that allows you to understand your business and be able to plan and therefore measure how effective your marketing is being. Now, I'm old school, so I can't remember who quoted it, but what is it? 50% of my marketing budget is work, working. I just don't know which 50%. <laughs> there's still a, there's still an element of truth in that attribution is never going to be perfect. But I think one of the biggest challenges is just knowing what is working and how to scale it. Um, that's a big challenge for brands. When you look at platforms like TikTok and Facebook, they change so often, right? Um, so um, having a team that understands the dynamics of how to leverage and get the best out of platforms like that is is challenging. Um, I see a lot of people wanting what used to work to still work. And you can't think that way in our industry. Um, so I think those are two big challenges and consistent things with brands. And then also being able to support the level of creative testing. Um, so, so much about what we do, think about it. Every, everything we do is is an image, a video with some form of copy. Um, you you need you need the ability to not just come up with the ideation. You need to be able to support the production of that, and then the testing of that, the understanding of those tests. So those are three really common themes, um, as well as just how do we counterbalance rising customer acquisition costs on these traditional platforms? That's where the retention piece comes into play as well. Um, it, it's really that three sixty aspect of customer acquisition, customer retention that a lot of brands struggle with. Yeah, I want to go back to where you talked about creative testing. Do you, and I think this piece about, you know, wanting what used to work to still work. Um, I feel that a lot of times we get these ideas that uh, this is going to be our campaign or this is what we're going to do. And we might get so stuck and saying, these are the 12 steps we designed and this is how it's all going to turn out. And then that first step doesn't work. Um, And so I I love this concept of talking about creative testing and not being so married to the way that we think it's all going to play out. 
is yeah. is really important. Hey, can yeah. you give us um, any case studies, any examples of of a, a challenge and a strategy that your company employed to help that client out? Yeah, definitely. Um, one of my favorite ones actually is a brand um, that we worked with, started working with maybe two years ago. It's a higher, it's a higher average order value brand. So the average order value was like five hundred dollar plus. It was, um, you know, furniture and homeware and stuff like this, and you know, a lot of agencies or or people had tried to make this work for the brand owner, um, who's a good friend of mine and was like, you know, selling higher, ad, higher average order value is is really challenging, right? People aren't buying that that price point. So we devised a strategy for him, analyzed his business. We worked with him across growth strategy. So really helping understand his overarching business goals and channel strategy. We did influencers, paid social, Google, email, all the, all the stuff we do. Um, and he was really skeptical. And, and so the, the win is even better for me because he's like, yeah, you know, <laughs> everyone's told me they can make this work. So I'll give it, I'll, I'll give you guys a shot. Um, and the year prior to working with us, we, we started working with him in January of 2021, I believe it was. The year prior, he'd done, I think, about $350,000 in, in revenue. Um, we got him to just under $14 million. Um, in the year that we started working with him. And so I really like that one because not only was the was the performance really good, but the level of skepticism <laughs> around whether we could, because so many had tried previously, um, it was even even sweeter. But um that again, like to be a bit more tactical, it really came down to understanding creative testing, how to position things to people through creative, lots of social proof and influencer supported by a really cohesive paid retention strategy is is what paid off. Well, that, that's an incredible case study. So I'd be talking about that one a lot as, as well. But let's stay on the channel of skepticism. Do you have instances where companies come to you and then you pitch a plan that they're like, eh, not, not like our brand can never be on TikTok or our brand can never be a good YouTube brand? Um, yeah, you have that happen yes. <laughs> <laughs> daily, um, daily. It, and, and for different reasons across different platforms that, you know, the, because of the changes with privacy and Apple and iOS 14, there's, you know, meta doesn't work anymore. That's not true. It's different. You can't rely on in-platform metrics, but meta is still by far and away our largest channel in terms of spend. Um, you just know how you just need to know how to use it. You have to tweak how you approach advertising on Meta. Um, and you need the right things in place so you can measure success. So there's a there's a big misconception that Meta doesn't work anymore, um, and that's just that's just not true. Um, then with TikTok, to your point, um, and I, I put a LinkedIn post about this the other day. You know, on, my consumer isn't on TikTok. It's all just kids. And um and the data is, is very different to that. You know, the largest user group on TikTok, I think, is like twenty five to thirty five. That's not kids. They're people mm-hmm. making buying decisions um, every day, right? So, and and it skews it skews older. There are all the demographics on TikTok. I think the 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 perception is well. There's a difference between who's creating the bulk of the content you see, and maybe that skews younger. But the consumers on TikTok the age range is a lot older than people think. So, um, you know, a large part of what we do 
all the time is is education. We're benefited because we have data, we have partnerships with TikTok, with Meta, with the different platforms we work across, and we can see holistically across the many brands we work with. Um, but yes, there's a lot of misconceptions around what will work for my brand um, that we have to try and educate clients and take them down that journey to understand look, with the right strategies, with the right messaging, this is where the attention is. Um, and so we need to test those things and see see what we can unlock. Well, hey, let's switch gears and talk a little bit about scaling your own company and growth for your own company. Uh, I know that you have offices in LA and New York. You have the privilege you shared of continuously going back and forth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you have to have to see what you do with all those airline miles. Um, <laughs> but uh, tell us about you know the the timeline from when you founded Mint and to where you're at today. Yes, yeah, so it's um, it's been about three and a half years. Um, since I founded Mint, um, it was myself um, and a partner, um, just me and her who started it in, in a kitchen. Um, and we're now at 50 plus people across, like you said, New York, LA. We actually have a, a team out in the Philippines as well. Um, so global. Can we call ourselves global at that point? Um, so, I mean, the trajectory, trajectory excuse me, has been really quick um, in terms of what's helped that. I mean, I've been maniacally focused on just being the best at what we do. And, and and similar to how I talk about brands, I would rather keep a client than win new business that churns quickly, just because we're focused on top line growth. So my focus has always been, we need to be the best we can be, which, you know, that, that drives your hiring plan, that drives how you look to train and build internal systems. Um, for me, client retention has always been number one. And we didn't have a sales team until four or five months ago. Um, we grew off the back of referrals and network of people wanting to work with us because we we spent all of our time on keeping our clients and, and trying to grow the business that we have. And that's been like the foundation. For me, it's, you know, focus on the team the team will get the results for the clients that will result in new business. Um, if you do a good job. I love the phrase maniacally focused. I don't think I've ever heard that before and I might start <laughs> using it, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good one. <laughs> Mani- I mean, focus is a, is a, is we all talk about it and that we need to be focused. Maniacally focused is a whole new level and yeah. clearly it's worked for you. So I fully, I fully believe that's, <laughs> that's what you that's what you've absolutely done. Um hey, I I want to ask you other kinds of trends that you're watching in this space because we we've talked about how fast digital marketing marketing social media marketing changes. You've very clearly laid down the gauntlet that Meta still works. You just need the right partners who can interpret it for you. But other other trends in this space, because I've also read articles that the the age of influence marketing might be dying out. Uh, and so it's hard to know where it's going. Yeah, I think there's there's a couple of big trends in, in our space when it comes to that. Mainly if you look at like where the platforms are going. Um, you, know, you look at TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, YouTube shorts, um, they are becoming they are they're not social media networks anymore right so i mean when i started 
MySpace early days and then Facebook first came around and, you know, there were, there were communication and sharing platforms between friends and broader mm-hmm. groups. And, and they grew off the back of that. We look, you look at where they are now and there's a far stronger correlation to them building their platforms through attention predicated on their ability to have creators on their platforms. So you look at, you know, the most recent announcement, YouTube are going to start monetizing shorts for creators. Why are they doing that? They want more creators on YouTube because it brings attention of the consumer to their platform. How do you as businesses and brands tap into that? You can tap into the communities of relevant creators. That's why I don't believe that influencer marketing is going anywhere because these platforms are hedging their bets on gaining attention of consumers by aligning with creators. Um, and I, you know, so I think that's a big trend that we're paying attention to because, um, it's a big unlock for brands. If you can find the right communities and creators to partner with, um, now you mentioned influence marketing. So I'll touch upon that. I think that the, the days of large payouts for a post have gone away, but mm-hmm. there's more innovative ways of working with influencers that can still be really beneficial for brands. Um, you know, and I think in general, like it's not quite as sexy to talk about, but I'm always hyper aware of the data aspect of the landscape. You know, there's far more attention these days put on privacy laws and, and restrictions and everything else. That's a huge challenge for our industry. Um, we rely on data to make the right decisions. Um, and so like having to combat that is is going to be an, an ongoing challenge for for everyone in our industry. No, thank you for sharing that. Hey, you you did say, and I want my listeners to know, Daniel is, I know I'm always saying connect with my guests on LinkedIn, but Daniel really is somebody that I do think you should connect with on, on LinkedIn because I have seen some of your posts and, and some of the tips and things that you share. And I believe one in keeping a globally diverse network. I believe in keeping a culturally diverse network. And I believe in having a network of experts like yourself so that as when I hop into LinkedIn or whatever my social channel is that I go to, I, I, it's not all entertainment. It's being fed, fed wisdom and, and insights as well. So I'm going to give you that extra plug, Daniel, than what I, I give to that. regular, regular guests. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Hey, no. What, what brands are you, do you get most excited about? working with? Is there a specific channel or a specific space that you would say Mint Performance has has really developed a stronger client base in? We're, yeah, so we, I mean, we work with all types of e-commerce brands. I'd say we we skew heavily towards fashion, um, health and wellness, um, and we do some CPG, but I'd say health, wellness, beauty, and fashion are the three main verticals. Um I, I love them all. I have to probably say that there's different challenges with, with each of them, especially CPG. I think the challenge there is, is different to something like a, a fashion brand. I love my fashion, Alison, if I'm <laughs> honest with you, I I've always liked clothes. I'm not saying I'm fashionable, but I like my fashion. So I love working with um, fashion and apparel brands because I, I just, I love that space. And um, but that I, I like that. That really excites me. Uh, but then we work with some really cool other other brands. We just started working with a beverage brand who is connecting the world of beverages and Web3. They've got NFTs that unlock subscription programs. So, you know, um, 
I think I get most excited outside of vertical just with brands who have, they want to be disruptive. They want to do something different. They want to push the boundaries. Um, they're open to testing. They've got an open mind of like, well, let's try some stuff and see what works and what doesn't. Um, that's great for an agency partner, frankly, because we do have playbooks of how we've done this before and we rerun some of those playbooks and customize them to the brand. But mm -hmm. when we're not being limited in our thinking or ability, then that's always nice. Hey, we're all about disruption here. We we like people that are are making making change. I want to ask one more kind of line of business question and then ask you some fun things. But where do you see, are you seeing within the string of clients that are coming to you, do you see more talk about social good or in, injecting social consciousness into the way that they go about their campaigns or that they're positioning their brand? Yeah, for, more so from like an organic social perspective, you know, I think like there's definitely an increase and I don't know if I'm touching upon exactly what you mean by social good, but like sustainability, being mm -hmm. conscious of the impact on, on the world. There is definitely an, there has definitely been a massive increase in that over recent times. Um, I think how you harness that, you need to balance it um, because, you know, and I think that comes across more in how you build brand equity through things like organic social Um this this might be a controversial point, so I, I apologize if it is. I would say for broad consumers, making sustainability your main selling point isn't going to work. Um, but as a as an underlying through thread that you care about that as part of your overall brand ethos is important to people. And I think there's a distinction. I think trying to sell something because of sustainability isn't isn't the unlock to brand growth, but knowing that it is, I think people have a much more conscious opinion as to whether that's something the brand champions versus whether it doesn't. Um, and I think you can develop that more through kind of like your organic, your organic social and organic brand presence. No, I appreciate you sharing that because I, well, many more companies are springing up with it as a part of who they are from the very beginning it is more authentic to their brand, but there's a lot of yeah. big brands out there who are making the grab. What was it a couple of years ago when um, Levi's was like, only you only need to buy one pair of jeans to save landfills yeah. or whatever, if that campaign. And I, that was when I saw it, I'm like, oh, this is falling flat with me. I am not believing this campaign yeah. at, at all. So yeah. no, I appreciate you, you touching on that. Hey, I want to know, Although I know a lot of your life is on, on airplanes. Uh, what brings you joy and what do you do for, for balance uh, being such a busy CEO? Um, good question. Um, I mean, first of all, I feel super lucky because I've always wanted to do what I do. Like I'm obsessed with marketing and digital and social. So I, I do love that. Um, outside of that, I'm a big, um, I'm into my fitness. I box. So I've been a boxer for many, many years. Um, so I box every day and train every day. I'm, a, I, I love reading books. Um, I read a lot of business books, a lot of psychology books. Um, I'm really into space. Um, so I, I enjoy reading about the universe and our, how we, how we are and who we are today based on the history of the universe. So, um, I get my, I get my breaks from the, the world of business through 
fitness, reading. I have a 12 year old daughter as well. So I, I like to spend some time with, with her whenever I get the chance. Well, you're my first guest who said I box every day. I, I think that's an interesting, interesting perspective. And I will remember you for that. Um, <laughs> hey, well, there's nothing better to take your mind off work. Um, <laughs> than hitting things. Be, yeah. You can't be thinking <laughs> about the email that came in when someone's trying to punch you in the face. So <laughs> it's a really good way of disconnecting. I will keep that in in mind. Although if I put on a pair of boxing gloves, I think my friends that know me would just have a hysteria fit. They would, you know, find find too much to too much humor in that point. Um, hey, Daniel, if people want to connect with you, learn more, uh, engage with your company, where should they go and what should they do? Um, so you mentioned the website. So from uh, for the agency, it's Mint Dash Performance Marketing. Um, you can get in touch with the company through that or LinkedIn is probably the best place. So find me on, on LinkedIn. I'm, I've committed to posting at least once a day for the rest of this year. So hopefully I'll be able to impart some value and some wisdom on LinkedIn as well. Oh, well, thank you for that. And thank you again for taking your time and, and being a guest on Disruptive CEO Nation. Hey, to our audience, if there is a company founder a CEO doing something interesting in the world or who has some great leadership wisdom, send them my way at connect at allisonksummers.com. Hey, until we speak again, keep your eye on the future and always be disruptive. Daniel, really appreciated you stopping by. Thank you, Allison. Appreciate it. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>